There we go. All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. Oh, hey, clean's there too. Cool. Is it on is it on is it on speaker? Is that what this is? Okay. I can hear you. <laughs> okay. I feel why do I feel like this is we're gonna no offense. I feel like we're gonna do a shit show, but I, I'm I'm all about it. Yeah, I mean what else did you expect? <laughs> Uh, where's your energy, brother? What you've been hitting the slopes all day, dude? We've been on it since this morning and yesterday. We just got back to the house. How's the snow up there? I, it, we left Philadelphia. It was raining. I was like, "This is terrible weather for snow." But well, I saw there was snow when you arrived. Well, we had uh, we got to the Airbnb and it was snowing and it was it was nice actually. It was like I was like, "Fuck, this is gonna be awesome." Next morning we woke up fucking fresh fucking snow beautiful i was like wow this awesome. is you know we're in the woods i mean it just looked it, everything looked fresh and it was great and then we started driving to the mountain and then there's no fucking snow i'm like where'd all the fucking snow go so we get we're driving there and literally there's no snow anywhere and i'm like dude what is going on here and then uh we get to the mountain and i'm like we're a block away and i'm like dude there's no snow here like did it all rain and then like wash it away you know like yeah yeah it was and, raining when we left yeah so basically um obviously they they blow their own snow up at the uh mountain and uh thankfully you know they did but when we first got there it was just slush like i mean i'm yeah. talking like you'd step and you your foot would go down four inches it was just like slush so you, it was you still hit okay. this you hit it though Sounds oh, yeah. like you, you've been going all day on slush, huh? Right, well, that was the first day, ride or die. Um, towards, <laughs> okay. the end, towards the end of the night, you know, I'm 45 years old. We started getting a little beat, you know, called it a night, uh, you know, a little bit before closing time. I'm like, great day, had an awesome time. But it towards the middle of the day, it was fine. You know, it just kind of like, mm. you know, sucked up a little, dried up a little bit. It was good. And then uh, today it was um, a little colder, so... Um, we uh we hit the slopes. We did a bunch of uh uh you know we got a bunch of videos we'll be posting and stuff. Me and Johnny, my boy, we did uh, the last run shirtless the, all the way down. So that would be baby rips then. Yes, Johnny Ace. That's my baby. Johnny boy. Ace, baby rips. Well, his his <laughs> his real biological on his birth certificate name is Johnny Ace Steinke, and his Instagram handle is baby rips. Right on. Last so Johnny, name, is that your last name then? I, I've never known it, Clean. Yep. James Steinke is my my name. And then uh, my oldest son, he's uh, James Jr. And so is that why you picked the moniker Clean? Because your name sounded so much like Stinky? You like uh, had to have a different... It it basically... Um, you know, my, uh, my, you know, let, let, let's, let's get into the, let's just dig into the personal stuff here. So basically, yeah, well, actually let me start with this. Cause I'm, like I said, I'm right starting on a shit show like an idiot. So let me <laughs> just say, Hey, clean rock one. Great to have you on straight to the point, completely off topic. All what right, up, what we up? can go <laughs> clean rock one, the most famous ink master of all time. I can definitely, the most competitive ink master of all time. And by that I can say, cause you've competed more than anyone else has ever competed. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's been a couple that have come back though, just as much like in the past three seasons though. <laughs> I feel like this last season was kind of just a, a comeback. 
the I, season 14 was was everybody from season 12 wasn't it or, or maybe 13 i don't know i didn't uh i didn't watch the, i didn't watch the new one I, and i keep soured on it you, you're busy reviews about it so i don't i don't watch tv man i really don't i don't do you, watch- ever, do you get this though that people have to dog on it in front of you do you feel like they're maybe not telling you the truth because they're like they're worried how you might feel though i i happen to know you don't give a fuck no most no, any- no. i uh i just read the reviews on the ink master instagram and everybody talks shit about it <laughs> they keep saying what the fuck? Bring back Nunez. What the hell? Bring back Oliver. Ah, the show sucks. This season sucks. I mean, that's just what the reviews are. So I think it's going to really, play. yeah. I, I personally, I, I, this was one of the first seasons I watched in okay. so long, uh, because, uh, I, I was, I was excited to see new judges. Really. I've thought for the longest time they needed somebody that more represented, you know, everybody in, 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 in tattooing. You had two traditional tattoo artists and a guy who collects traditional work. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So at least I always felt rounded out. So I saw Nico Hurtado was there. I was excited. I saw um, DJ Tamby. Very respect. I really respect his work. He's not a, he wasn't a judge. Who, who is Tamby? Is not a judge? No, he won. It's It was. <laughs> You're absolutely judge. right. Who is All the right. other judge? I respect. I know Ami's okay. there. So you Who's got, the other guy? You got Omi. You got Ryan Ashley. You got Nico, and then you got the uh, the the guy from Good Charlotte, Joel Joel Madden. Sure, I only know Son. that. I only know that because at dinner tonight somebody was talking about it, and uh, that was about maybe thirty minutes ago. So that's the only reason I remember. <laughs> Joel Madden is the son of NFL star and uh, EA Sports game Madden. That's where he got all that money for the rock and roll bands. Well, sometimes it takes money to make money. I'm I'm making that up. I have I'm pretty positive that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> I thought someone called me out. I don't even know Madden, the football guy, Madden's first name. I couldn't. I was trying to concoct that, and I really went about it poorly. You know, it's oh. crazy it, when it comes to music and bands. I am the worst. Like I don't even know who's in Guns N' Roses besides Axl Rose and Slash. I like. Well, that's the only two there were. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Wait, no, there was a uh, the the one the the drummer Stephen Adler got kicked out at one point for doing too many drugs, and then Duff McKeegan. Gosh, I do know too many of them. Then Izzy Stratlin. Okay, never mind. Yeah. See, like <laughs> I don't. I'm. I like. Like. I'm just, I'm bad at that. When people are like, oh, have you ever heard of this band? And I'm like, nah. And then all of a sudden it comes on the radio and I know every song that they play. And I'm like, <laughs> like hey, I thought you didn't know this band. I'm like, well, I didn't know what their name was. You know, you like, don't I've follow never, it. I've never, ever been, I've never been good at that. I just don't, I, I don't know. I just don't know why. I just don't care. I mean, and it goes, and it I think I know why. Why? I, I, I think, uh, I, Someone once, an ex-girlfriend of yours, I believe, as it were, or maybe a contestant uh, of against, is at some point somebody on the show called you a cowboy. And I don't know a lot about cowboys, but I thought a lot of things fit in the reference to the Willie Nelson song. Not that you would know it was a Willie Nelson song, but you probably know the song. Um, it, do you like smoky pool rooms? Yes. Clear mountain mornings? Yes. Old faded Levi's? Yes. Little warm puppies. We're hitting for a thousand right now, brother. Yes. 
Do you like children? Yes. Do you like women of the night? More than most. <laughs> yeah, you're a cowboy, man. Um, <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, them that know him, well, well, them that don't know him won't like him. And them that do sometimes won't know how to take him. But he ain't wrong. He's just different. And his mind won't let him do things to let you think he's right. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was thinking of that the whole interview. I swear to God, I was just like, man, he really is a cowboy, and and all these things about that fit him. And I wanted, I was so desperate. I, you don't disagree with any of these? I suck at being a fucking cowboy. I just rode a bull and fucking got bucked. <laughs> well, cowboys rode horses. It's well well misunderstood about cowboys. Many people thought they had guns on them. Very rarely did they have any kind of pistol because pistols back then were known to go off and scare the whole stampede. Um, often were, I guess maybe this doesn't apply, often were uh, homosexual. Um, that also doesn't make it into the uh, genre of cowboy Western movies. And uh, the old steers and queers, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it gets cold on the, well, back then pirates and, and, and cowboys. My my stupid understanding, and you know what? This could just be some liberal ass revisionist history that said an obscure fact that I just decided was sounded about right. But it, it made it, it pirates for sure pushed out of society. If you're not, you know, like getting ready to get married and be part of the village, yo ho ho, and you're probably going to go to a place where women are unlucky. <laughs> you know sink the ship well the cowboys you didn't have women out there either you know and it does get cold on the plane and you do maybe you know they're not like everybody in town i mean it's uh it's kind of like uh you know uh uh any port in the storm you know oatmeal is better than oatmeal. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Right. I didn't mean to make the reference, I guess, of uh, it. I should, I'm just going to I'm going to back away clean. I'm going to back away. <laughs> Let's, I'm gonna, I, I should probably set the setting of what we were talking about prior because we just saw each other at the biggest tattoo convention in the world, Philadelphia yep. Tattoo Convention. Um, and then right after that, every year, you and Longenecker and a few other friends, uh, Aaron is too, I think. Is that true? Um, yeah, Aaron. I mean, are, are you talking about who's on the snowboard trip? Yes, who's on the trip oh, with you guys right now? So let's see here. We got uh, Aaron is uh, Ian Bell. We got uh, uh, let's see, Dale made it up, but he uh, hurt his wrist on the last snowboard trip uh, in uh, Minneapolis. So he didn't snowboard, but he was he just left. He was here. Uh, <laughs> so let's see, Mark, Aaron, um, a gaggle of it. Baby Rips is out there too, obviously. Uh, Baby Rips. Uh, Johnny Ace. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Kimberly's here. Uh, Danny's here. Uh, there's a there's a pretty good crew that was that was up there all weekend. You know. Fuck yeah. So we tore it up. We had a good time, man. Everybody. This the last day. Yeah, we're all we're all, everybody's packing up right now. Everybody's actually in the hot tub. Oh fuck! I'm holding you from that, huh? Oh no, dude, I'm good, man. There's like it's a it's a small hot tub, and there's like 20 people in it right now. So, oh. <laughs> I was the only one in it last night because it was so cold and snowing so heavily that my ears were freezing because I had to poke my head out of the water. 
All right to breathe, huh? Do well, you get a straw. Yeah, it was just uh, it was it was cool though, you know. So who's uh who's got hurt? Who didn't get hurt? I we already so, know that Dale got hurt, but did anybody take any good spills? Anybody get some good air? Let's see. Uh, Ian's pretty messed up right now. Uh, Johnny said his uh, knee was hurting him a little bit. Uh, I think all the old guys are all definitely a little little sore by the end of the day. Um, Does that mean yeah. your son's the only one that's doing all right? He no, he's he's doing good. He said his knee was bothering him. He was trying three sixties all day, and he, he stuck he stuck one, you know. But he uh, nice. before before that he uh, he he uh, he twisted up his knee pretty good. So, but I mean, that's, it comes with the territory, man. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're either, uh, you're either going to sit on the sidelines and, uh, and, uh, never, ever achieve it, or you're going to go out there and you're going to do it, everything you got and give it everything you got. And in the meantime, you're probably going to get a couple fucking bumps and bruises, you know? Have you applied that logic throughout your whole life? I got two screws in my knee fucking, uh, from skateboard and I'm still out there 45 years old, fucking doing, pulling the biggest airs I can. That is a, a profound, a, a definite yes, then, huh? Oh, yeah. I, I, well, like I said, you know, everybody was like, all right, we're out of here and uh, we're going to get the cars. And then I told Johnny, I said, all right, hey, father, son, fucking shirts off party. Let's go, boy. And me and him fucking <laughs> shirts off. We fucking blasted all the way down to the bottom. No shirts. You know, it was fucking, it was, it was awesome. Is that, I, that's a bro moment every time there's a shirt off. That's right. Yeah, it's totally. Like, and you know what's and you know what's fucked up is I wish my oldest son was here because he fucking rips at snowboarding too, you know, and and that's it, you know what I mean? Like I got a good bond with my boy, you know, and he and he he knows when I'm like fucking it's shirts off party, motherfucker. And he's just like, let's go. So I was he, impressed he, by him. He was he's uh two things he is. He's impressive and fucking cocky. He is. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it, I sometimes it's funny just listening to him talk to his clients because he is like so like man that tattoo's perfect like he's like the biggest fan <laughs> for himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't feel too bad though because there were several times I was like yeah whatever whippersnapper. The, I was reminded of that because you'd be like you know who's Shanghai Kate and he'll say oh man I don't know who that is like mm-hmm. yeah yep cocky little fucker yeah. <laughs> I, but he was always uh, about that. He was ready to learn, you know, and he wanted to know. So oh, I can't, I can't fault him for any of that knowledge as yeah. long as there's an intention to learn. You know, it, well, it, it's like one of those things, you know, I mean, like I've been, he's been around tattooing his whole entire life and he's been going to these conventions for fucking his whole entire life. Oh, shit, he's probably met Shanghai and not recognized it exactly and that's and that's what i was just about to say i'm like i can almost name four conventions that he was a baby at you know what i mean mm -hmm. i do it's, and it's probably it's like one of those things like um oh yeah that's just uh you know that's just the lady that tattoos you know what i mean so it's and and it you know it, it's hard to sit there and and explain to people when you're like like for instance um, I know he, I know he's met Kate a few times, um, at conventions. And as soon as Kate walks away, uh, you know, and my kid's fucking six years old, I'm not going to tell him you better remember that lady for the rest of your life. 
because she's a legend. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, right. You know, it's kind of like one of those things like, um, celebrities don't go around, uh, you know, stroking their friends. They're just their friends. Right. Telling like, everybody that they're celebrities. You well, know, like, like for instance, I'll give you a little scenario. Like my kids don't look at me as a celebrity. I'm guessing then you've never hung out with uh, General Jay from Ink Master. No, I think I don't. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> there is not a bartender you will meet that does not know that we have been on Ink Master. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for instance, it's funny because, like, my kids, um, I'm just a normal ass dad to them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm fucking dad, you know? And they'll have friends that, you know, come over to the house or whatever and they're like, their kids like as soon as they see me they're like what the fuck what the fuck wait wait what the fuck they're like that's clean rock one they're like yeah that's my dad they're like no fucking way <laughs> and freaking out they're like your dad's fucking clean rock one what the fuck and then they're like yeah he's a normal dude like do, well you do know. you ever turn it on then because because you amp yourself i just got done watching grudge match um <laughs> you you are you are you get you can get animated you can turn into the character you know i i'm the i'm the cool dad and i'm always like I, I i feel like i mean if i could say so i think pretty much i think my kids friends all love me because like when they come over to the house you know they'll they'll be in the room you know playing video games or whatever and i'm like I'll come in. I'll be like, you know, just busting their balls. You know what I mean? Like I'm a normal Jesus ass. Christ. I, I, you know, I'm I'm over here like you know busting their balls. You know. <laughs> yeah, I got so, you. Yes, I do. <laughs> so they all the kids are you know they're all like, he's not a stuck up daddy. You know, because I mean, dude, honestly, I could I could think of right now, growing up, my my dad and all my buddies' dads like they were fucking just miserable. Like, I literally can't remember my dad ever fucking fucking around with my friends. He was so always. This is not the experience that you had growing up then, what you're providing for your kids. My dad, I tell my dad all the time. I'm like, dude, you're the worst dad ever, dude. You, he's like, oh, no. well, you're okay. You know, like, <laughs> I, like I'd always, I always. He's I not always, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm fucked up, man. I got a problem. <laughs> Like, I've heard some I, things come out of your mouth that I've, 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 I guess I was a little bit shocked that that might be your attitude, but, um, I've never, I've never thought ill of your, or thought that you have a malicious intent or anything for anybody else or any humanity. You have, well, you know, what's funny, for life. Mm -hmm. you know, what's, what's really crazy is, um, I, I always, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a genuinely kind person that would go out of my way to help a stranger. Right. Mm -hmm. and it's funny though, because like maybe my, my humor and my, um, you know, just like, uh, you know, me busting people's chops or whatever, you know, people can't take that, I guess, I think. Yeah. No, it, no, they, they want to fault a lot. They'll be yeah, mad because so you, so you use the F bomb on, on the kids in the room who are just oh, blowing each other, man. Come on, calm oh, down. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I use the f bomb all day, you know. Like, I feel like there's a, you know, there's a, there's a big difference uh, when you're when you're joking around or when you're being fucking mean. And my kids will tell you, they're like, D you don't want to see my dad mean. Like you, like you do not want to see him mean. That dude is a like complete psycho. Like you don't want to see it. You know, he's just Ray fucking, Joe. You know, so, um.
it's weird because, you know, I, uh, I hear, you know, every once in a while I'll hear like, oh man, clean, such a fucking asshole. And it's like, well, it's crazy that you would think that I'm an asshole. Cause like, if you knew me, I'd, I'd give the shirt off my fucking back. And you know, I'm, I'm probably one of the most humble fucking tattooers you'll ever fucking meet. I'm, I still haven't done a tattoo that I fucking liked. Well, you might, yeah. maybe I have to apologize to you then. Cause I, I do believe you're a bit of an asshole to be honest, but I also believe that there are pretty much only, I mean, when it bases, when it comes down to basics of humanity, just like, Team America, fuck yeah. There are three types of people, pussies, dicks, and assholes, so you're going to be one of them. You are not a pussy, and thank God you're not a dick. You don't go around fucking everything, you know? You're an asshole, but you know what? Assholes just reveal the truth, Well, and and they're down at that level where they're like, come on, you guys, you pussies and dicks go around acting like you're things that you're not, but deep down... That's a hundred percent what I was just about to say is I'm not, I'm not going to fucking lie to nobody. And I know a lot of times when you are telling the truth, people don't want to hear the truth and they don't like the truth and they want you to lie to them. So, and you can't stand the truth. So here, here's a, here's a funny story, funny fucking story. So this guy comes into my tattoo shop quite a bit. Well, this was back in the early or late 90s, maybe maybe 99, 2000, somewhere around there. And he he's become friends with one of the guys that works at my shop. Right. And yes. I'm still kind of and I'm still kind of old school. You know what I mean? So when you come into the tattoo shop and you're hounding for information and wanting to be a tattooer and this and that, like I'm like, uh-huh. you're giving like, him a hard time at all or what? Well, he, he basically what I found out was that my guy that worked for me uh, was getting this guy supplies. Right. It's in the dryer. So so he was getting this guy supplies so that he could tattoo out of his house. Right. Total right. Fuck, total no, no. I was like, no, yeah. dude, no, no, no. I said, I said, I hear you do that shit one more time. I said, you're fucking done, bro. Like you're out. Like that's not cool. So no, and, and for for context for any listeners that, that you might think that's a dick move on their part, like you're looking out at least for your community, right? Like you're keeping diseases down and bad tattoos off of their children. Mark. Yeah. Open the door. Hey, Open shut the door. door. Shut the door. Shut the door, motherfuckers. So, so so basically what happened was this guy comes in and he has a um, bunch of photos of these tattoos that he had done. Right. Uh-huh, now he wants a job. No, no, no. He wasn't showing them to me because he knew that I wasn't about to, to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't, mm-hmm. about, I wasn't helping him. He knew that I wasn't trying to help him because, you know, I felt like he needed to go through an apprenticeship or, if you're going to be a part of the team, well, there's dues to pay, you know, you don't yeah. just get the, uh, to reap the benefits, you know, uh, by just coming in, grabbing supplies and then going and tattooing people, you know? So I, I was, so he brought in these photos. The photos were terrible. I mean, I'm talking, these are the worst tattoos ever. So I see that I come in here's, you know, I'm at the, I'm, I walk in and he's kind of standing there talking to, uh, the, you know, the guy, and I look at the tattoos and I'm like, who did these? 
you know, and he's like, oh, oh, I did those. And then with pride in his mouth, with his voice, right? Yeah, pretty much. So then I said, oh, really? You're tattooing out of your house, huh? And he's like, you know, he's like, uh, yeah. So then I, I ripped up the photos right in front of him. Uh huh. So I ripped them up and I said, get the fuck out of my shop and don't fucking come back in ever again. And he's like, what? You? And then I remember my guy that worked for me was like, hey, man, you can't do that. And I said, oh, really? I said, so I just did. And what the fuck are you going to do about it? Like, do you want a job still? Because I know you feed your family with this fucking job. But instead, you you already know that I wasn't that this isn't cool. You know, so anyhow. uh, Yeah, your mind won't let you see. Now, in the same situation, somebody that wasn't a cowboy whose mind would let them do things to let people think they were right would say, well, check it out. What you're actually doing is fucking up our community, our ability to make money. And you're actually giving this guy a feeling of legitimacy that he doesn't deserve yet because he is fucking those people up in just that fashion. Yeah. And, and nobody's got, in- yeah, Nobody. no one's got, but instead He's- that you're like, cowboy it up. You're like, fuck you. You want your job still? Cause it's pretty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, time goes by and, um, that guy, you know, once he found out that like, Hey, this, uh, this isn't that cool, but you know, he's like, Oh, well, you're, you know, you're a fucking asshole. Um, you mean by that, that guy, you mean the artist working for you that was helping. No, no, no. The guy, the artist that was working for me kind of was like, he shut his mouth and was like, okay, I fucked up. Like whatever, <laughs> right? Dude was like basically like you know I'm sure him and that dude fucking sucked each other's dicks in the fucking parking lot and we're like oh my god fucking he's such a dick oh my god I can't believe he did that uh, uh let's roll this joint and fucking talk about it um well anyhow like the kid took it on himself knowing that you know what I what I said is don't fucking come around anymore go anymore so what did he do he he worked harder ended up getting a job at a shop and doing it the right way and now he's a successful tattooer and now me and him are cool yes but in that process you know he had to pay the dues that you were worried about him trying to circumvent well now now he gets it Mm -hmm. because he he understands why i did that and at first he was like oh you're such a fucking asshole oh but now he is sharing the same value that I have. Don't give every motherfucker on the street a fucking handbook on how to do this shit. Make him with that. Make him. What take- do you think about TV shows that explain these things now? Okay, so here's an example with that. When I was on Ink Master, I specifically told them, "I'm not here to teach people how to fucking tattoo." They would ask me technical questions all the time and I would give them a fucking straight up TV answer. Like if they were like, Oh, how did you do that? Oh, I lined. I, uh, Oh, how did you get that outline? So crisp? Oh, I used a 35 mag. Oh, how did you get those <laughs> lines? How did you get those lines? Fucking so super crisp. Oh, I just tattooed with no rubber bands. And it, they came in, they asked me all the time. We did these micro tats one time and I watered down my black uh-huh. and they came and they, they, they were like, Hey, why did you, why did you water down that black? I said, 
Well, for, wait, wait. Uh, I said, I'll tell you as soon as the cameras are off. I'm not going to fucking sit here and tell you fucking tricks of the trade on fucking national TV. I'm not trying to teach right. people. And if you honestly think that TV is teaching anybody how to tattoo, I mean, there's that show isn't teaching shit. Maybe some fucking what, maybe some artsy fartsy fucking this and that, but maybe what the, or in a good tattoo. It's definitely building uh, interest in the industry. And I see, we, we, we see the effects both on more artists and more clients. Well, yeah. I mean, people are acknowledging fucking what a good tattoo is for sure. But it's definitely not fucking teaching anybody fucking how to pull lines and how to fucking pack color and how to fucking saturate. Maybe it's making them more aware of. No, that's YouTube's job. Yeah. Maybe it's making them more <laughs> aware of like, oh, damn, my tattoos fucking uh, that I got on me from uh, Stinky Pete down the street actually suck really bad, you know? Yes. Yeah. I get a lot of people that ask more, you know, I've never been one to cut down a tattoo that's in front of me too much, but. I, 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 sometimes someone's showing you something and you don't want to shit on it because you know they have pride involved. But now people will press back a little bit more when you, when, even when you give them just a, as you said, a TV answer. And you say, like, oh yeah, I like it a lot. Do you like it? Then you start, and they can tell that you're like doing the ugly baby thing where you just ask about, oh, what a cute bow. Yeah. I love how you have them dressed, you know? Yeah. So they can sniff that out, and then they start asking now more poignant questions like, well, do you think he fucked up the shading? Isn't it a little dark? And these lines, is that what a blown-out line looks like? And well, you like, know, oh, you've been watching TV. Well, you know what I, what I, what I tell people all the time? You know, because they'll sit and talk shit about fucking Ink Master and all the fucking crappy tattoos that are done on it and blah, 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 blah. And I said, and, I, and I'm like, and, and I explained to him, I said, and you know what? All of those tattoos are fucking fine. And they're like, no, they're not. They're so fucked up. Blah, blah, blah. I said, well, you know what's fucked? What's more fucked up is there's people paying for those tattoos every day in a tattoo shop somewhere fucking in the world. Yeah. Like, and it, and know, worse sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So so the, the fact is, is even if the tattoo is fucking amazing, the judges still have to fucking find something to say about it, which... Of course, you know, you put one good tattoo next to another good tattoo and you're like, oh, the hair is terrible on this one compared to that one. Even though the hair is probably better than 90% of the tattooing that's being done in America, um, people are still going to fucking be like, oh, well, you you did that. You messed up the hair in that tattoo. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, okay. And, and people will, if uh, if I'm not wrong, imagine that there was something at play conspiratorial uh, at the drop of a heartbeat and it, they imagine if there's enough people believing that then there must be more truth to it oh i mean How look at look at the fucking buddha that me and aaron did on season nine we did it 100 percent correctly how it's supposed to be done to true to 99 percent of every traditional fucking statue ever made in the world right. um but but Broken they, thumbs they, look like broken thumbs to them. They can, thumbs they, out or something. Yeah, they can fit. They can. They convinced America that, or well, we'll just say the world because it's worldwide. But they convinced the world that the thumbs are messed up because that's what you know. Because that's what fucking color they wanted to you know hate on that right. day. You know. Well, that but but the but the 
the sculptures themselves have funky thumbs. Am I wrong? A hundred percent. I went to Japan and I literally took pictures of every single Buddha I could find. And Dude, I, I are you that bitter I, about it? That's a pricey plane flight just to prove your point. Well, no, I, I, uh, <laughs> I was over there. Okay. I even, I even asked the guy that was at a uh, temple and I, I even said, I didn't say, Hey, uh, are the thumbs supposed to be like that? I asked him, why are the thumbs like that? And he gave me some long thought out, you know, right. whatever about it. <laughs> I was like, Oh, right. so they're supposed to be like that. And he's like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, ah, and I remember I got it on video and I tagged Oliver in it because he was the one that was hating. And, uh, right. them and, thumbs is wrong. Yeah. yeah. And I remember tagging everybody and it's just, it's just so funny because, once the dishes are done and that's put out into um society yeah, that's what you got that's that's what you know those are the cards i have to deal with so i have half the uh half the fans that believe uh you know my side of the story and half the fans that believe their side of the story and it's it is what it is and my I life can't fault you about it on my website i have a video uh that has nuñez saying what what the fuck these these cherry blossoms are coming right off of the trunk you know there's no stem to them and then i have a video of real cherry blossoms and how they blossom straight up off of the fucking trunk you know uh so i'm That's bitter it, too <laughs> i didn't fly to fly, fly to japan but i did learn a little bit of edit i had to you know take a crash course in editing yeah well i mean it, it's it's kind of like one of those things like so if you had a uh, branch coming up on the backside of the tree that you can't see that hooked backwards, just at the right angle of the photograph <laughs> to where I, I like it, where you're going to where it comes to the um, front side of the tree that you can see, but you can't see the stem, but it's yeah, well, that's of, where it's at, but it's right in the middle of the trunk and you just, you know, and, and that's, you that's give a lot of leeway with with artistic license. I appreciate well, that about you. And that's exactly what's in the contracts every time we do a tattoo or flash challenge. That the uh, it is judges and production um, discretion, highly whatever, subjective opinion highly, of the judges. Right. Whatever. So whatever color they're hating on, they could they could be hating blue that day. And whatever narrative narrative they're trying to agent or whatever you know whatever they yeah. want to achieve. Um, they can use that to determine. So, like, if yeah, they're like Nunez okay. told me the girl I did a Victorian girl with a high forehead, as Victorian women used to shave their forehead, and he told me the narrow line's just way too high. Yeah, the color they want to paint with is is is, but they, we end up with a show now. I would imagine huge conspiracy. However, you're saying I believe one that. And, and you would know because you're you shot grudge match. So you've got a season of kind of behind the scenes ideas of working with uh, the story writers. Well, and I'm gonna, the editors. I can, I can go ahead and tell you this. When mm -hmm. I was a judge on grudge match. There's some tattooers that were on that. And I'm, I don't want to get any names and ruffle feathers. Oh, damn. That's what this podcast for. No, I'm kidding. Go on, brother. So. We go ahead and these tattooers have to come on and they have to do these tattoos, right? 
remind competition you, we're, head to head. Yeah, we're all friends, right? Yes, so, we see each other I, a lot. Yeah, we're all we're all friends. We're all in the same industry. Uh, we all go to the same conventions. We're all doing the same things. So here we're here we're we're me being a judge. I'm presented with this tattoo that I have to judge and critique. And me, I was honestly, you know, I was obviously trying to fucking ham it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Gordon Ramsay it a little bit. And it's hard to do that with your with your friends because they're your friends. And right. you still want to continue being friends afterwards. But at the same time, uh, you really want to make a good TV show. Um, and, you all, and you also want to deal the truth. And I'm yeah. all about the truth. And I get it. People don't want to hear the truth because guess what? That makes you an asshole, right? So that's all guaranteed. Yeah. So there's these tattoos that are being done on this, on this show. And I'm like, dude, this is the worst shit I've ever seen. And we're, we're behind stage. It's me, the, uh, the other two judges and the producers. And I'm like, dude, this is the worst shit I've ever seen. Like, I can't even believe that this tattoo was is a professional <laughs> tattoo. like holy shit they fucked up they dropped, they dropped the ball like they really dropped the ball right and like all right i'm gonna they're like well what are you gonna say and i'm like well i'm gonna go out there and fucking tell them that this shit sucks and that's the worst shit and like they need to rethink their fucking tattooing abilities like what the hell you know and, and, and yeah so what does the production say well the production they're kind of on the same page as us they're friends with them and they don't want to piss anybody off and this and that. they're like look we don't want to ruin anybody's careers so right maybe we won't just maybe we won't show the tattoo so close up that you can see the big giant trenches and the shoot upness and the you know the blowouts and the just absolute Not by production you mean you mean uh high up production not just the the p the assistants and stuff you must no, mean no. everybody I'm in the room like, i'm talking about control the, room i'm talking about the producer like the main mm -hmm. yep. main the main broad you know her name andrea yes are we allowed to say it andrea i think yeah. so andrea <laughs> oh did i get so, it wrong i call her andrea 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 yeah man that's why she don't like me no more <laughs> anyways big 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 producer girl she used to run a lot of stuff i think she was with real world and survivor both yeah yeah she did a bunch of them um so you know she's just kind of like telling me to ease back a little bit because the people that were doing these fucked up tattoos are kind of you know they're they're kind of fan favorites for the show oh, as well so i'm like dude what like, okay, so you want you want me to like not it just just say yeah okay all right you messed up a little bit but uh, it's cool instead of like being brutally honest. So I feel like the narrative can go any which way they want it to go at any given time. You you feel as though then just as easily as they liked and respected these people, there may be cases. Where they're like, yeah, well, fuck this guy. You got a point, and let's go ahead and tie him to a cross. I, yeah, I, I think there's, I think there's plenty of uh, scenarios that um, 
you know, there's sacrificial cow and there's the, um, there's the, uh, okay, let's, uh, uh, this guy's not giving us really good reality TV, but he's doing decent enough tattoos, but, uh, somebody has got to go. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like that when I saw Chris Vale go one time, he was like, I was like, was he just too quiet? Yeah. I, 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 think, I, I may be saying it's wrong. I think it might be Valella's. I don't know. I don't watch the show. I've only seen that seasons I've been on. <laughs> yeah. For real. Like I've never, I've seen season one. I've never seen season two. I've never seen three. never seen four. No, I think we uh, actually talked about that. The first time I met you was after I was on the show. We had dinner in, in Vegas at one point. Um, I don't know if it was Joey was trying to get you on the show or something like that. You might have already been talking with the producers. But, you know, what? Uh, I do want to go back and talk a bit. of. I, I'm kind of geeking out a little bit on Ink Masters, I guess. And maybe, maybe not too much for people listening. But I kind of want to geek out on being able to talk to you now. Uh, so far in the future from where I started tattooing and looking at your drawings in flash magazine and tattoo publications, Paisano publications, seems like you were in those things every week. And, uh, it was something with your name in it half the time. It was like you or Albie rock. And oh, yeah. I had, you know, you guys did the coolest stuff. Amazing. You were making like 25 bucks on those images or something. Sometimes what? No, you, you never, I never got anything. No. Never, never got anything. I thought there was payment. So you would do full page pieces sometimes. Oh, I would. You would only get paid if you got your flash in the magazine, I think. Yeah. Like, remember, yes, that? that's what I mean. Now, I'm not just talking about your your tattoos, man. Uh, yeah. The like, like people like tattoos. me who were trying so hard to break into it, you know, we needed drawings and you couldn't yeah. go yeah. take a picture with your camera or go Google stuff. So yeah, the, the tattoo flash, I believe they paid you um, a couple bucks uh, for the actual drawings, but not for the pictures. If that was the case, man, I would have quit tattooing, man, because I was in those motherfuckers every goddamn week, like every <laughs> month, fucking something come out, and I'm like, cha-ching! You know, I had a whole stack. I mean, that thing was up to my thigh. No, that's what I was asking. I was wondering how much you made off of those then, because we imagined that you were making. And we're like, man, I wonder if he's turning these things out enough. Nah, he isn't even don't, tattooing. That was only the uh, only the flash. Uh, the flash that was in the back of the magazines made made cash. And I I didn't have too many of those. You know, I had a few, but it was right. just the tat. It was just the tattoos. How long you been tattooing, clean? I started tattooing out of my house. Um, in 1995 and I made some homemade stuff that I started tattooing with. And then, um, what was it? A guitar, a guitar string kind of thing or, um, I'm, I'm pretty crafty. So, um, it looked like something that you could basically buy in a store. So it was, um, you know, uh, I took a stainless steel mechanical pencil and I see, I had already been into tattoos. Like I'd already been getting tattooed since I was 16 and it's, I knew how to do a tattoo from start to finish before I even picked up a tattoo machine, just from going to the tattoo shop and watching everything that was being done. 
how many tattoos do you, did you have? Or you, it was from watching as well that you were yes. just hanging out in the shop. So I would go to the tattoo shop. I got my first tattoo when I was 16. Indiana or is it Illinois? Illinois, Elgin, Illinois. Okay. I got a little tattoo on my wrist from Ray's tattoos. Uh, Tom Ray's son did the tattoo on me. And as soon as he, I, I brought him a drawing and he went and made, he went in the back and made the acetate. Watched him. Kind oh of, my God. Wait, it wasn't even a stencil like nope. a thermal fax acetate. He, he carved an acetate like Zacto knife or something or had one. Yeah, this was 19. This was 19. Uh, what? 93, 90, 92. Oh, my God. I didn't know that they would still be using acetate that late. Well, I mean, you figure some some dudes are old school because when right. I got the tattoo, they had just started wearing gloves. Right. And I, right. they were <laughs> and they were bitching about it. <laughs> right so yeah. and also they had a fucking when i you know when i went there they had um um an ultrasonic the big one with the plexiglass top with the holes in it and they had yeah to drop the cups seven, into no 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 this had like six or seven machines in it in the whole and i'm talking little holes where the tube would yeah. go in Okay, to reuse the tube, you mean? Reuse the tube and the needle. Oh my and god! They pulled, and they pulled it. You know, they pulled the uh, the machine. I remember watching them pull the machine out. Is that how you got tattooed? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Out like basically a barber saw the tattoo yep. round round table of yep. fungus and hepatitis, huh? Yep. And um, <laughs> they pulled and uh, they wiped it off. And I remember he filled up three cups. He had one with some kind of uh, weird chemical that he poured out of a gallon into it, you know, and, and these are just a uh, little, little plastic Dixie cup, Dixie size. cups, mm -hmm. maybe a little, maybe a little smaller. Like, I mean, they're like, like shot glasses actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. Um, and he had one that had um, some kind of uh, liquid that he put in there that uh, was from um, a gallon. Please, and, and then the other tell one, me one of them was bleach, right? Who knows? I, I mean, I don't think he was tattooed. No, because he used it to tattoo me as as well when he was tattooed. Oh, fuck. Well, let's so, hope it wasn't bleached then. Yeah. yeah it's like, this is good for highlights. It might sting a little. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, so I remember he did the first tattoo on me. And from that day, I was like, I can do this shit all day. And honestly, I could probably do it better than this guy. Right. Judging, by, judging by his drawings that were in his station, I was like, I was a little graffiti kid, you know. I was mm -hmm. a little, I was like, yeah, I can draw, I can draw and shade is just as good as this guy, and um, you know, he's taking sixty bucks from me right now. I can do this. So right. you could be, you could be putting that into a skateboard or something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, basically, um, I got tattooed for at sixteen. And every, every buck I got, I ran back and got tattooed every, you know, I was getting tattooed. I got that tattoo on my wrist when I was 16. Were you purposely getting different kinds of tattoos to learn different techniques or just mm -hmm. excited about the whole thing? Not so much techniques, more like just, um, you know, whatever was kind of punk rock at the time. And like, you know, I got a big tribal on my ribs 
And um, my buddy was like, oh, that's the most painful place to get tattooed, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I really wanted to go to this other tattoo shop in um, in town, um, Doc Finn's. Uh, they were known for doing big body suits. Doc Finn invented the Swiss cheese tattoo. Oh, that's his. That's his claim to fame. He, the, the, he the, said, like the, the background with the many different like, semicircle or circles. Yeah, like the biker, you know, like the Swiss cheese where it's like getting pulled apart and there's, yeah. you know, dolls I coming remember out loving of it. it. That yeah, was so the he, newest hottest shit for the for a while there. Well, he he claims he and he was the first one to start doing that back in the seventies, and um, you know, so when I when I wanted to get tattooed, I tried to get tattooed there, but in Illinois, the law was twenty one. Oh wow! So you had to find somebody that would let you do a parental consent and they were going to allow me to get tattooed over there at 18 with my buddy's consent. Cause my buddy said that I was his, um, you know, his brother and that, uh, you know, he'd already been getting tattooed there and things were cool, blah, blah, blah. Well, when I went there to go, I accidentally wrote down 16 and they kicked me out. So I did, I was scared to go back, you know? Right. But they were, so the now kids, you got to get tattooed were- by the word, the other, the bad tattoo shop. Well, they weren't the bad tattoo shop, but they were definitely the biker tattoo shop that like um, was a little bit more shady. You know what I mean? Probably not mm-hmm. as professional, but you know, same did, same kind did of. Did Doc Finn use an ultras ultrasonic cleaner or uh, autoclave? Um, they probably they probably did both. I mean, throughout time, those but- highfalutin guys probably used an autoclave. I know, hmm. I know for a fact that um, Doc Finn used uh, those guys used straight razors to shave you up until like you know sometime in the uh, late nineties. Uh, and I remember one of the guys used to work there came to work for me when I opened my shop up in town, and uh, he was telling me a story about how he filleted this guy's whole fucking shin with a straight razor, and he was like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." He's like, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll do the tattoo on your other leg for free. <laughs> so he ended up he, he was gonna he was gonna put something on the guy's shin, and he ended up having uh, to do it on the other guy's leg because he filleted it with the fucking straight razor. Guy walks out with duct like, tape in his shin, huh? Yeah, he just peeled. He said he peeled the whole the whole 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 shin off like an apple. So. But, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, that but, you've uh, been in it this long. Really, uh, you're actually younger than me. And you've started that far back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I was, I pretty much, I started in 95 and, um, you know, I'm 45 now and, um, yeah, basically, uh, once I, once I started tattooing, um, My, I mean, it just basically consumed me. I, I, I tell people all the time because I get these guys that want, you know, they work for me and whatnot. And mm-hmm. when I started tattooing in 1995, I started. So I started in my house. I got a job at a shop as the, as the apprentice, which my apprenticeship lasted two days. And <laughs> I, I, well, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Go so on. I, I basically didn't have a weekend off from 1995 till probably 2000 
I might have maybe taken a weekend off. Yeah, so pretty much probably about 2000. I, I, I worked every single weekend, Friday and Saturday. Those were your busy days. You know, those were, yeah. you might not tattoo on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but you pretty much guaranteed to do something on, uh, you know, uh, Friday and Saturday. And you stayed there till all hours of the night. You know, you stayed there till, you know, the sometimes the bars closed and, you know, it was a different. Hoping to get that straggler. Well, it was a different beast back then. You know what I mean? Like, there was it, like nobody relied on a like appointments. Like you're like, oh, well, I have an appointment to come in. You know, like it, it wasn't like that. You know, guys came in and they had a bunch of money in their hand because you know nobody took fucking credit cards and shit. You know, like they would come in and they're like, yeah, hey, I want to get this, and you know they'd flip through the books and sometimes you'd have to draw it. But like when I started getting better into tattooing, um, you know, we did start making appointments then. Um, but well, you're still somewhat the, like that now. Am I wrong? You, the, you'd rather not almost set appointments. Um, no, I, I, I said, I, I like to set appointments. Um, but, um, I don't take deposits. What the fuck? Because I, I, yeah, I haven't taken a deposit for a tattoo in fucking years. How does that work? That leaves well, you sitting on your hands a lot or not? Never. I, I, I usually when people have, when people book my, you know, an appointment with me, they're so, they're like so happy to get the appointment. You know what I mean? Like they're going to show like, up. I feel like they're okay. So there's, there's a, there's a few downfalls to, to my popularity and to my um, existence in tattooing. One being people think that I am, so fucking high up on the food chain and I'm so fucking amazing and blah, 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 that there's no way in hell they'll ever even get an appointment. So they don't even try. Right. Pretty woman syndrome or pretty girl syndrome. Can't get a date. Cause no one asks. Exactly. And also they think that for whatever reason that my tattoos are the best thing they've ever seen since fucking, you know, sliced <laughs> bread that they're so expensive that they'd never, ever be able to afford it. You so, have a very reasonable rate. If if uh, sometimes I think it's too cheap. If I'm, you gave away a tattoo this weekend, didn't you? You weren't happy with it. It's an awesome looking tattoo. You weren't happy yeah. with the color choice or something. I just, I was having some fucking bullshit going on with my girlfriend, and I was in just a fucking terrible mood. I was just not. I was just being a fucking little bitch really clean clean is a bitch sometimes well you know what it was it, it. is i i i thrive on um uh, on a lot of other people's energy and i was super pumped to be there fucking tattooing my son and you know it means a lot to me that i get to fucking work with my boy and, and i was so happy you know just to fucking be there hanging out and doing this and then what do i got i got some girl basically just fucking just dis just fucking being just destroying fucking our relationship on her you know what i mean and then wanting me to be cool with it you know what i mean oh i was not aware and i probably should shut up 
about it and, yeah. and leave you to that. Holy so, fuck. No, I didn't know, but I got you. Okay. So to, to, to put it into perspective uh, or just whatever. So Friday, um, I had tattoos to do and I was so fucking pissed off and I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chill cucumber. I don't put, I don't try to bring drama to fucking nothing. And I'm just, I'm not going to fucking, I could have, I could, I could have, should have, would have, if I could have do it all again, I probably should have just kicked her out and told her, get on a fucking plane and don't let me ever see you again. I, I just leave and just, be done but i don't like to argue i don't like to fight i don't want to make shit fucking weird so i said you know what oh i just ignored her but with doing that it just made me like not want to sit there and do my job Uh, well your boy was kicking ass all weekend yeah that's that's why you weren't there and now now it makes some sense i guess he was there tattooing and that makes, that makes me happy that him fucking tattooing, getting down and just doing his thing. That, that to me is like fucking amazing, you know? So, uh, did you ever think he would when, I mean, when you've got two kids, right? Yep. Two boys. Did you ever think either of them would grow up to uh, pursue art in any way? Um, I mean, Johnny always kind of, um, Johnny's always kind of been my mini me. Like my oldest is pretty much like his mom's kind of uh mini me. Yeah, he kind of has her demeanors and he kind of has her her, you know, personality and temper and you know, attitude sometimes. And um Johnny literally like I mean, we both fucking skate the same way, we both draw the same way, we fucking he looks like <laughs> me. Like, you know, like literally I'm just like like he drinks a fucking you know, a soda bottle, like the same, it's really odd. And his mom is just like, Oh my God, you were like, your dad's <laughs> crazy, you know? So just, uh, you know, just, just me sitting back watching him tattooing is, is a blast. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't be more pumped. No, I, th- I think I got to see that. It was honestly, it was fun for us too. Uh, liked see liked seeing his success a little bit less the more i'd talk to him see how cocky he was about it but but loved seeing it because man he was he was smooth with it with uh just saying hey i'm open for this he knew what questions to pose to them and then how to answer them and to be engaged uh with them the whole time he was really building clientele he was the kind of as a former tattoo shop owner he was the kind of artist that you're like yeah i'd like to hire that kid yeah. Yeah. He, um, he's, he's got a lot of, uh, a lot of potential, you know, and, and that's, and that's things that I talk, I taught him, you know what I mean? You know, I, I tell him all the time, I'm like, you know, if you're gonna, if you're going to be one of these tattoo guys that shows up to a convention and sits in your booth with your head down and doesn't talk to every person that walks by, well then go home. <laughs> don't even, don't even bother doing a tattoo convention. You know what I mean? Like how many times have you, yeah, what's, heard- what's the point? Like how many times have you heard from clients that are like, man, I've walked by and fucking nobody even wants to talk to me. Like these guys are sitting in their booths and they like, you know, they look at you and then they like turn around like they don't want to talk to you. You know, it's like and they're not doing anything. It's like, well, right. it is, you know, I think a lot of artists don't know how to reach out. They 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 feel amount of judgment from that person and they, they have a hard time putting themselves in the client's perspective of being too scared to say, I want this. 
to somebody with like blacked out eyes and tattoos all over their face and yeah. wearing all black, you know, they're like some soccer mom comes in looking for her basketball with a million different letters inside of it, you know, for every teammate member or something. Yeah. That was this weekend, literally, but yeah, I, I, I think, um, I think at some point tattooers have to start taking responsibility instead of, you know, just saying, Oh, well this, this, you know, cause I've been there. I've seen it a billion times. People are like, Oh, don't do that show. It sucks. Don't do this show. It sucks. Don't do this show. It sucks. It's like, well, maybe it's not the show that sucks. Maybe it's your personality, your demeanor and your salesmanship because I worked the same exact show you did. And I showed up with no clients. And I'll tell you right now, I was turning people away. Because I had people telling me that nobody wanted to talk to him, you know. No. So uh, there's a we were hustle. We had to hustle when you and some people kind of do it and some don't, and they don't seem to think the tr- tattooing on the road is for them. Yeah, no, that's true, hundred percent. I I believe they, they need all the comforts at home and all that. For sure, I I believe that hundred percent. Oh well, what can we do? Tell me this grudge match. How how you you um saw behind the scenes, yeah. But this all happened during COVID. Mm, no, no, it was before COVID. Okay, only one season. Before. What was what was the interest? Yeah. The drop off? Why why didn't they want you back? Well, here's the bullshit with fucking that whole shit show. So they got a spinoff show. It was fucking pretty rad. I thought it was cool. Um. They didn't want me to Gordon Ramsay it and 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 ham it up, you know, because I know how to turn it on. You know what I mean? I'm 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 all about some acting, and um, they didn't want me to turn it on because they kind of wanted to, you know. They said, "Well, let's let's save that for next season." You know, let's just get through this one and blah blah blah. I'm like, "All right, whatever. It's your your baby. Do what you got to do." Um. So then, well, you guys still seem animated. I, there's times I was watching. Oh yeah. TJ, uh, he looked like he was about to break down and start back, backspin or something. I'm like, is he B boy? Does does he know breakdancing? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> were, were they telling you guys to move with your hands at all? I felt like this yeah. was an accurate thing that you must have been told. Nah, we're just we're just you know trying to do our thing. So meanwhile, they're the, back there uh, telling you to calm down. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the um. The show, we did the show. Um, I really hated the fact that they named it Grudge Match since the last episode or the last season, season 11, was named Grudge Match. So now people have no clue when I'm talking about it. I'm like, yeah, remember that you know, we had a whole season called Grudge Match. They're like, yeah, season 11. I'm like, no, <laughs> a whole different season. It's a whole different show. And they're like, right. What do you mean? You know, and I'm like, I don't know why they called it that, but they did. It was no, you can't Google it. You need to go to my IMBD. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So basically, um, we did the show. Everything was fucking good. Uh, There was talk about pulling us back for another season and then to have another one because it it did pretty fairly decent, I guess. And then um, boom. Oliver gets hit with the fucking blackface fucking bullshit. And then after he did that, they basically every week when our show season, whatever, I don't know, whatever season it happened on, what was that? 13. 
think it was 13, yes. So every episode that aired, our show would air right after. Well, oh, geez. So by that's that, de- so that's just a death blow to you, pretty much, every, really. Yeah. Everybody already boycotted Ink Master. Every right. week they would talk shit about it. Don't watch this shit. Why the hell is Oliver still on the TV? He got kicked off. Oh, well, the editing was already done, you know, six months prior. You know what I mean? Right. So um, people don't realize that. They think it's filmed live or filmed like that week. Like, that's how stupid they are. Um, but that basically uh, just kind of sealed the deal for another season of us because the show got canceled and then so did we. So is what it is. A little racist Ollie fucking everything up. Yeah, that guy. He's not racist. <laughs> You know him pretty well. I don't really yeah. know him that well, but boy, is it fun to to call him that sometimes after uh, sitting through some of his judgments. <laughs> I, I don't know that he's racist. What he did was certainly uh, stupid. Did did you feel you got canceled then, in some regard, uh, along with Ali? Um, canceled as far as the whole show goes yeah because the whole show wasn't coming back at all well ju- just that yeah i guess i mean you're not on this season of ink master as a judge they're not calling you back for this for for uh another rendition of grudge judge yet it being a success do you think they're kind of just killing that because you represent um i mean if you're on the show and you're looking at the dynamics of the characters to the three of you from grudge judge or was it grudge match from the grudge match have you're the 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 male dominant of the sort you follow me Tambi might be intellectual and artsy uh but obviously oh shoot what's her name well she's the feminine one brian ashley right and at the time you got your your sleeves ripped off you're wearing cowboy shirts and stuff right so this is um this kind of makes sense that that's a, a cast and and that's not a character I'm, that they're I'm, probably going to run with in any way associated with Ink Master now. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fucking I'm a white boy and I'm fucking I'm not going to change that. I'm fucking it is what it is. I'm not I'm not I'm patriotic. I love America. I fucking America. I'm not fucking vaccinated. I I would never get vaccinated. I think they knew that from the fucking uh you know, oh, you couldn't work with without being vaccinated then either. Yep, I'm exactly. imagining because you got to go to Canada as well. Exactly, and Canada. When is, you get vaccinated, you got your your hepatitis vaccine or or uh, your whooping cough. No, nah, who knows? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> choose. To, I didn't choose to take it. You were in the army at one point. Never, never in the army. Okay, I I, I remember we were talking about you about to go to jail at one point for or possibly go to the army. And uh, we were at Philly, so it was a fuck of a time to try and get a full story out. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I, I I took the ASVAB test. I failed it. I was supposed to go to jail for three years, but instead I was going to the Army. Mm. And um, I was working on taking the test. My recruiter basically uh, talked to the judge and told him as soon as he graduates high school, his ass is ours. And um, the judge said, all right, cool. Your, your ass is going to uh, the army, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, then shortly after that, I ended up blowing my knee out. And then the army wouldn't take me. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, right, Don't you have- now you're you're going to be a full lifetime liability of paying for that knee. 
you know, once you go to the VA. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I, I never even made it into the uh, – they wouldn't even take me. They wouldn't even let me take the test. They said there's uh, there's no way you're going to even make it through boot camp. Why would you even – why would you even How try? did that affect your court then? You did you still I get on, I was uh I was on five years probation and once they uh once I got done with the court thing, everything was fine, you know. I never had to never had to look back once the case was done, you know, once they once they dropped uh once once I got done with the court. It was held in abeyance or something. Are you are you still a felon? No, no, no. I, I got pretrial diversion, so I never got felony okay. charges. All right, nice. Very good. That's that's what basically the uh, my recruiter was there for, telling him, "Hey, if you give him a felony, we can't take him." So right. So, Man, yeah. kind of. I don't know. Was was blowing your knee out a good thing? I imagine you still could have found tattooing pretty easily. You were already tattooing, right? Um, no, I wasn't tattooing at this point. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. I blew my knee out. And since I blew my knee out, I was kind of, um, I couldn't do any, I couldn't go out and do graffiti anymore. Cause that's what I was doing every day. You know, that was my hobby. That was my, my, my basically my job. And, uh, I, I couldn't, <laughs> so I had to like just sit at home and, and basically just scribble in my, uh, you know, scribble in my, uh, my black book, you know? Right. Did these things become tattoos? Um, I mean, I was still doing graffiti stuff. And uh, once I started tattooing, I literally I hated all the graffiti guys because artistically they all would show up with their drawings and they wanted you to tattoo their drawings. They wanted you to, they wanted you to tattoo, you know, how they would do it on and, you know, <laughs> right. All and I'm like, like, you were just a, I, I just, you were just a tool and they're like, no, 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 like this. And then we're going to spot up, you know, how you turn the can upside down. Yeah. Well, and then on top of that, it was just, they were, yeah, they were very hard to do. And then none of them had any money. So I was like, <laughs> I'm like, you guys are trying to get a, you know, this big colorful graffiti piece that's got 13 colors in the damn thing. And it's going right. to, you know, take forever. And I'm over here just learning. And uh, they didn't have any money, you know? And I was like, wait a second, this construction guy wants a tribal armband and he's got money. I'm like, pfft. Yeah, <laughs> you can buy a lot more Krylon with with tribal. Yeah, well, I I, I blew my knee out, so I, I, you know, and then on top of that, we used to steal the paint. You know what I mean? So I was like, once I started tattooing, um, it it basically because after I went through court too, I was like, I had to go do a lot of fucking, I had to go do a lot of probation. I had to go, or, um, uh, not probation. I had to go do a lot of community service. I had to pay back a lot of fines. I had I had to go to these fucking businesses um and i had to this is on top of everything like um i had to go to uh businesses that you know basically uh we vandalized and i had to oh do restitution kind of acts yeah and basically i had to tell them you know uh they got a letter from the from my probation officer stating or a call saying hey this kid is we got the guy that did all your damage um, and he's going to come and work at your place to do it. And a lot of those people fucking took full advantage. I was wondering <laughs> full, full advantage. I mean, I'm talking, Would these, they tell you they're going to write to the judge or something. Oh yeah. They, they literally like, I mean, nobody treated me fucked up because I, you know, I, I was, you know, I wouldn't allow that, but like, right. they're like, well, um, 
Uh, we need this whole building painted. Yeah, because that to get rid of that uh, that that burner that you did on the, that little throw up you did on the <laughs> side of the uh, building, it cost twenty grand. And it's like, <laughs> right? They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, we had to we had to have the uh, pressure washer come out, and that was three thousand bucks. And then and then we had to have a brick guy come out, and you know he had to re uh, you know he had to re mortar or something. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah you gotta use hydrochloric acid on that stuff five five grand and you know and then the uh the time spent and that it was dude it was terrible it was the worst so what they, 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 for my community service right so this mm-hmm. was just rest that i had to do at a bunch of uh businesses and you know they'd have me go out there and fucking pick weeds and do landscaping right. double gravel and you know, I was pretty handy, so they had me re-fucking glazing windows and had me fucking cleaning ductwork, like, had, uh, just all kinds of shit that was, you know, I was up on top of a roof in the middle of fucking August. Did you make any relationships out of that, like, like people you still talk to today or that you at least were friends with afterwards? Oh, oh, oh well, yeah, okay, so check it out. So I did, um, I did paint the back of the building that turned into my um tattoo shop awesome yeah no it must have been your landlord too or not yes he was one of the ones that took full advantage of uh, (laughs) it what made you think you should rent from this guy it seems like you should have learned that one okay so what happened was I, i was doing graffiti everywhere right and there was this rooftop and i went and painted the whole fucking rooftop you know what i mean yeah then what would you put on it do you recall clean i would write i would write clean rock clean rock one so then um we you know we got i got fucking caught up i got wrapped up so they went around and they fucking basically found every fucking piece of fucking clean yeah they found tag and that you were guilty of all of them pretty much you know i got out of a lot of them but the main ones the heavy ones um because it would get real foggy and we would go out and do like these crazy like we would go do crazy spots like we would do the police station or across the street from the police station and go hit these crazy buses when it was so foggy that you couldn't see five feet in front of you you know what i mean that would feel awesome though wouldn't it like like because like like you own the night right you can just disappear yeah and then as soon as the fucking sun fucking comes up in the morning they're like what the fuck you know <laughs> so did you always have visions of people waking up to shock like that like well, like a tp'd house but better you, you know i have you didn't lot- put clean on the police station. no you put clean on you did didn't you oh yeah yeah <laughs> so um so we we did his building and then i had to go back and i had to fucking uh cover it up yeah. But now he's, you know, he's looking at us as, uh, so you guys are artists, huh? Okay. Right. Some kind of useful tool, maybe. I don't, I don't want a, um, I don't want, uh, I don't want you to just paint the bricks white like they were. I, uh, I want a mural. I want a fucking pool table with fucking, uh, you know, pool balls and shit on it. Dogs playing cards around it. No, he didn't. It wasn't that crazy, but I ended up painting this giant pool. It was like, uh, you know, it was a, remind you just say we'll say 40 foot by let's say 40 foot by uh you know 12 foot right that's how big this wall is you know remind you i did 
I did like a, a decent fucking burner that's probably five foot by ten foot, right? So they can see it when you drive by. Why do you call it a burner? Because uh, it was pretty like just like just like a little throw up. It was pretty fast, okay. just like bubble letters, like really fast, and then quickly. Okay. Right. right? On. So, so a burner would be like a, what we would call in tattooing, like just a a banger, just like a quick banger. I follow, yes, sir. So, so I go ahead and we, 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 it was, it was me and a buddy of mine. So we kind of took up the whole bottom of the wall. So anyhow, he's like, all right, cool. Um, you can, you're not going to paint it white. You're going to make it a, a giant pool table now. Cause he owned a pool hall. There was a pool hall downstairs. So basically we ended up just painting this fucking mural, which we had to fucking supply all the paint. Oh, we damn. To- that's fuck. Cause otherwise you'd have fun almost. Well, we would have had fun if um, if I didn't have to fucking and and by this time I was um, I couldn't get in I couldn't get in trouble I couldn't go and steal paint because if I did I automatically break my probation if I got in trouble and I'm going to jail. Right, and this so, this is while you're also going into the army. Yeah, so I stopped stealing, and that's you know one of the you know like me getting in trouble and um, almost going to jail. You know, that that scared me straight. I was like, all right, well, I can't afford to fucking um, do anything that I couldn't speed. I couldn't do nothing. I was like, I'm not doing shit. I'm not getting any fights, nothing. Right. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to fucking ruin my probation and get caught up fucking stealing a couple cans of spray paint. You know what I mean? Right. So I had to go buy fucking paint to fucking paint this fucking jackass's (laughs) girl. You know, it was a damn near like fucking like like 600 bucks, you know, I'm like, you know, fuck dude. So I'm, I'm basically just killing myself, you know, cause I didn't have any fucking money. Uh, so, where were you getting your money from? Were you tattooing? You weren't tattooing either. Actually. Then. I wasn't tattooing. I had a job. I worked at a fucking pizza place. So it was, uh, it was, you know, I had a bunch of low rider bikes at the time that were worth a bunch of money. And I, I turned around and sold a bunch of those and, right you know, on. I made I made some fucking adjustment. I had I actually I take it back. I did have some buddies that were fucking still fucking stealing paint. I fucking bought the paint from them. I said, hey, go get me like <laughs> go get me like thirty cans of paint. And I'll give you like fucking you know like a hundred bucks. So I mean, I still was hustling, but I wasn't fucking doing any anything myself, you know. So did you get a picture uh, of your mural? Oh man, I got a whole I got a whole book. I had you know it's fucked up, dude. Is I have a fucking whole scrapbook of all. I mean, I got newspaper clippings, dude. Come on, like there's like, just <laughs> like I got newspaper. The clean bandit strikes again. Four more uh, houses vandalized last night under heavy fog cover. Well, you know what? You know what? Here's also another scenario. I I like I said, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty I'm I'm a pretty nice guy, and I I feel like I'm a fucking I give the shirt off my back, and I'm I have a heart, you know, mm-hmm. and I. I painted this guy's van. He it was his work van, and I did a whole, you know, big piece on the whole side of it. I'm talking from the front bumper to the back bumper, over the windows, over the whole entire side of this van, work van. You know, it was just a big fucking, you know, big, um, big clean piece. So I do this van, and I got in trouble. So I had to go to their fucking, you know, they they parked it out on the street. You know what I mean? So I just fucking walk by rode my bike by or i don't remember what happened right I, just an easy paint. tag yeah i i paint the whole fucking van in less than fucking two minutes you know what i mean <laughs> so 
So I remember going to that guy's house and I had to go with my probation officer and uh, we went to this guy's house and he, you know, and they knock on the door and I remind you, they've already gotten and rid of the that you come. They already cut, they already scraped it off the windows and they already, you know, okay. got it the van. And uh, the guy comes out and he's like, yeah, what's going on? You know, and I, they're like, Hey, uh, this is the guy that we caught the guy that painted your van and this is him. And, he starts motherfucking me and, you know, he's like, you motherfucker and God damn you fucking, you know, you don't know how much money that cost me and blah, blah, blah. I got a reputation to keep. I, so, I do the plumbing around here. Yeah, exactly. So he was like, uh, so his wife comes out and she's crying. And, uh, you know, she's uh, she's fucking crying because she's like, she's like, you know, that's that's the that's what he uses for fucking work and when he's pulling up to somebody's house you know they look at him like a piece of trash and they don't want to hire he lost a lot of jobs because of that and it cost us every penny that we had and all of our savings to well, repaint that, fucking that sounds that sucks oh, right? dude i was like you know i'm like sitting there like with my head down like a fucking like you know like the biggest piece of shit in the world you know yeah so I I'm feel like, like that right now for how I was imagining it a minute ago. I was like, yeah, I kind of fucked this so, guy, but yeah, no, and and you know, his wife's crying like I, you know, she, she's holding a baby, mm -hmm. you know, and, I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm like, I and I'm just and I'm like, I literally, I'm like, I'm you know, I had to man up and I say, I'm really sorry, and I'll do whatever I can to work it off. I don't have any money, but I can work it off. So I literally fucking, what did I do for that guy? Um. I cleaned his whole entire um, garage at his at his house. I pulled everything. I mean, I'm talking. This guy had a two car garage in the back of his house, packed to the brim. Yeah. Well, I he's mean, got a work van. It's gonna he's gonna have some stuff in that garage all over. Yeah, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't pack I didn't touch his I didn't touch the van, uh, but I remember pulling every fucking thing out of this guy's garage. I'm talking two car garage packed with junk. I mean, fucking trash, dude. And I had to fucking organize and clean all of it. And he was there fucking dictating it. You know what I mean? I was just basically yeah. being fucking worker. Well, they get, they're going to make sure that you're not going to steal any of it. He's going to be real close by. Um, I, Yeah, I don't think they were. I mean, they could have been worried about me stealing it. But, I mean, he was there. And right. uh, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm a fucking good fucking worker, man. I, I If I have to do something, I'm going to work. You know, I'm not a lazy motherfucker. So I'm over here humping shit. And I was there for fucking probably two two to three days every day starting at fucking i had to be there bright and fucking early whenever they told me to be there i had to be there i'd work all fucking day long i had to bring a lunch and and we basically fucking pulled everything out of this fucking guy's fucking garage he had a stack of fucking drywall so i was helping helping him hang the fucking drywall you know fucking throwing shit in the garbage, organizing fucking nuts and bolts. And it was just dumb, but he, he, he basically, I had to, I just had to do whatever the fuck he told me to, you know what I mean? So it was, it, it was, it was what it was. And, uh, that one right there, I think that one basically like made me realize, cause you know, I come from a pretty poor fucking family. You know what I mean? And I could tell that they were like poor fucking people. You know, the guy was kind of a fucking pack rat. He wouldn't throw nothing away. So I'm over here organizing nuts and bolts and shit, you know? Right. So it just, it kind of put me in the situation like 
I'm very thankful that this guy, all he wanted me to do was help him clean his fucking garage out so that he could, you know, organize his tools and fucking all that shit. Because I'll tell you right now, if that was my fucking dad, my dad would have fucking beat that fucking kid's ass in front of the cops. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was, I was like, fucking, Hey man, like this guy could have fucking totally been a total fucking dickhead and, you know, maybe right. do, but he, he said, Hey, as long as he fucking helps me fucking do this, fine. We'll be fucking, I'm cool with that. So I did, I did whatever the fuck I had to do. And then I went on to the next fucking one and I had to do fucking some bullshit fucking, I had to, I had to fucking snake these fucking pipes at this fucking factory that the, it was probably illegal now that I think about it. <laughs> like, these guys were fucking some child labor laws broken. They're like, yeah, put them down there with the asbestos. No, no, no. These motherfuckers were like pouring shit, some kind of fucking shit down. I don't even know what they made. They made some kind of cabinets, but they're pouring shit down the fucking drain, which probably needed to go in like 55 gallon drums and put in a fucking toxic dump or yeah. some bullshit. We got some and hexavalent chromium about back that we need to gotten yeah. rid of. We'll just no, have him go I'm, chuck it in the swamp. Yeah. Here, wear these boots, kid. With, uh, with rubber gloves on and fucking these weird fucking rubber boots. And I'm with a fucking little scraper. And I have to fucking basically scrape all this shit off the floor into this fucking, into these drains. Right. Remind you, it's like glue. Right. And then I'd had to put as much as I could in the fucking garbage can, but then basically scrape most of this shit down the fucking drain and then pressure wash it. Like it was terrible, right? They got some EP. You're doing the EPA violations, and then they can just be like, "Well, this kid came over. We had no idea he was putting it down the drain." What a <laughs> perfect timing! We're like, man, I would be if I was that company. They would probably be trying to entrap more uh, <laughs> vandalism. You know, like, man, if we could get some more slave labor, just to get rid of the sex of alien chromium. Yeah, well, and that's and that's the thing is I, you know, I did a, I did that for fucking pretty much, uh, fuck, almost a year, literally. Well, your your criminal days are behind you. Well, I'm guessing now. Oh, a hundred percent, man. Like I, what, I don't. What's do next on the horizon, dude? I'm I'm I, I just opened my bar and I'm trying to get some slot machines going. You now, I I always I'm curious, but you've never smoked weed. You've never no. drank alcohol, then I'm guessing either. Nope. And, and I've never known you to. Um, nope. But you own a bar. Yes. That's of interest. <laughs> well, it, it maybe maybe it's the smartest thing, right? Because like, I, if you you're not supposed to use your own supply. Yep. Exactly. Oh, but you know are I, you gonna like being around drunks? Oh, I, I hate it. <laughs> That's what I was, right. <laughs> Well, you must have other people to do the jobs then, huh? Yes. You you feel like uh, Tafferty in there? You get to do any yelling? Um. Yeah, man. I you know, I, I. Hang on. Hang on one sec. What's up? Yes. Who's that, Mark? Yes. Tell Mark we said, "Hey, I should let you get off to this uh to this party, man." Um. Oh but no. Thanks for doing this impromptu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just. Keep me posted. If you need me again, let me know. Yeah, I think, uh, well, we got a lot to catch up on because we really didn't get into the youth that makes up the cowboy clean. Oh, yeah, and, man. Uh, and I know there's more behind okay. that that I want to get into. Mm -hmm. Make it happen. All right. Take care, brother. You have a good one. Tell everybody we said hi. Okay, bye. Take care, man.